Your show's rubbish. Five past one of a Saturday. That was placebo with special needs, which brings me to my next point. Gary Forrestal. Gary Forrestal. Oh. It's the D Trout Spinner. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, hang on a minute. Did you mean are you? Oh. Are you linking me to special needs? Oh, I just, he kind just worked of, out. Oh, I might have been doing what that. a what an intro. And he, and he <laughs> I said I said to him, I'll do the intro today. I was like, I'll do. It. You know, sometimes I do it. Sometimes I've come. But um, he was like, no, I've got something special. So that was that was what <laughs> that you had was special, something special to me. <laughs> that was something special, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome yeah. to the show. This is D Trout Spinners. Mm. Um, what are we here? What are we here to do, Miles? We're here. I to I mean, chat. not specifically this show. What's the show? In general. The show, the show in a nutshell, the, the pie. Do you, you don't want the pie. So the pie is, the, uh, the D-Chart Spinners is a retrospective of what remains the greatest radio show broadcast ever uh, in history, which is the XFM show's Kid Gervais show, 2002 to 2005. And basically each week we review them, have a little chat. We sometimes read your feedback. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, don't but, uh, don't put it like that. You know, we have a, we break it down. You know, we, yeah. we discuss it. We go in depth. We digress, and then we have yeah. We always go through our favorite quotes and uh, your feedback. And for some reason, I still don't understand. Pick a song each to put into some sort of library. <laughs> yeah, I, don't I don't know why we do that. The library is. I don't understand <laughs> anything about it. No, but um, yeah. So uh, that's a good little summary there of what the detrust is. So I thought we should do that because we haven't actually done that for quite a while. So it's going to be an interesting. I'm in quite high spirits today. I've been looking forward to doing this podcast. Been looking forward to seeing you, Gary, uh, for all your faults. But this Bye. is this is like a proper finale, a US seasonal finale, because we've reached the end of series two. Can you believe we've been doing this podcast since November 2019, I think? And we've literally been doing shows. So we've it is now September. 2021 and we've done all 51 of the episodes or we will will have by the end of today yeah 51 episodes in series two some people understand it some people don't and i i get both perspectives like why did you start on series two why not start on series one but you know we felt that series two is more we're it's more well known for a start but it's also more we're coming in with it fully formed the relation or not fully formed but but quite formed the role of Carl Pilkington and his his presence on the show is greater than in series one but we will be going back to series one but first next just to let you you know because some people do ask us we go into series three next then we're going to series four then back to series one so that's the order we're going to do and a special I'll announce now I mean we have said it before I think and it's gone out the first show at least and maybe more if it goes well on series three that we review we're going to review live on twitch so you can come and you can see us you can see us broadcast we'll tweet out when it is we're not we won't give out the date yet because we're not 100 sure but in a couple of weeks we'll do series three episode one on twitch live and it's nice because it kind of coincides with the 20th anniversary of the rsk show it's got to bring it back to that at some point gary haven't we gotta bring everything back to that that at a milestone anniversary. That's why they say you're the good presenter and I'm not. It's almost like we did plan this. Like to be to be fair, it's almost like we did plan this. So it's nice that it has fallen as thus. Anyway, we're gonna have a little break next week, like they do in the show. Uh we're not gonna go off and record uh, <laughs> a much loved Christmas special of a sitcom. We're gonna just presumably go back to our no, beds and but we are some... going to record a page eat some pit dominoes we no, we are going to record a patreon special so if you want to hear that and all of our other patreon shows and all of our future patreon shows head over to patreon sign up you can choose the amount can you give a suggested amount for someone coming to patreon for the first time how much should they go in for how much would you go um, for? um roughly 165 pounds Okay. 165 quid yeah um a fiver five is good think, more think than 50 more than 50p but less than the entry to the monarch maybe somewhere in between that i think gary sorry, sorry. how how has your week been yeah not bad mate i just uh and i know why mars is asking me because he said off air like he's got a thing that he wants to tell about his week and he loves doing that and but he just <laughs> not seem rude he wants to ask me about my week. he doesn't it's no Hurry up, speed up. Week at all. Speed up. but he he just wants to 
have, have like me to because he knows I'll ask him if he asks him. Mm-hmm. So my week's been all right. I've been busy. That's great. Like I've been no, I've bought some Ferrero Rochers. I've I've for my comedy <laughs> app, but I've been eating a lot of Ferrero Rochers. A lot of Ferrero Rochers been eating. What else? Me, me little French hairdresser's gone off to uh, France. Yeah, I think you mentioned I that. that last yeah. week. But I would have his cousin. Um. So go on. What? How's your week been, Miles? Go on, oh, do, so do anyway, thanks for that. Piece. That was. That was really interesting. When you listen, when you listen to this, he's practiced what he's no. about to say. Okay. So. so I I think it's been a really weird year. I'm sure loads of people can obviously resonate with that. I did my posh wedding last last weekend on the Sunday, and it went really really well. It was the most fanciest apartment I've ever been to. You walk in right, and the lift opens up into the apartment like it's Gossip Girl oh, or wow. something. It was so beautiful inside. But now I'm in a bit of a downer really because I'm like, that was my highlight of the year. I've kind of got nothing else to look forward to. So I'm excited about doing this show, obviously. And, and my sisters, we're going to see Basement Jacks. I'm not really a big fan of Basement Jacks. Do you know them? Yeah, they, why aren't you a fan? Yes, I'm, I'm going to see oh, them. Oh, Basement rel- Jacks, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like reluctantly, because it's my sister's birthday and she's a huge fan. So we're seeing them in Margate. So that's like my next milestone. And then I, I know. And then my friend said, oh, by the way, you still haven't paid me for the ticket. I went, no. How much is that then? In a very rickety kind yeah. of way. And yeah. so we have no, to get a hotel in Margate. So if there's any Detroit listeners in Margate, put me up for a night only because I'm staying there. We're staying in a little cottage. I'm having to pay 95 quid to reluctantly spend time in a, in a place I don't want to be for a band I'm not particularly excited about. I haven't had a holiday this year. Very f- third world problems, but that's that's it now. That's my that's my year done. Christmas is next, isn't it? So that's the thing. It's him. It's him. Margate and, and Basement Jacks is like like avoiding <laughs> bombs in Syria. It's like that's what he's, he feels like. I won 25 quid on the uh, premium bonds, so that kind of made up for oh, it. So did I. We both did. We won together. Cheers. Cheers. This week we discuss episode 51, 16th of August 2003. It's the last show of the series. Ricky and Steve are away filming the office specials in the interim, but will they return? There's more charity chat. More charity chat. Can't say that. Newton and Einstein, the Daily Telegraph is listening today. Monkey News Extra, Costa Rican monkey goalkeeper has a PhD in physics. I'll put a link to the uh, in the description to the original show, which you can listen to. And then when you're ready, you can come back for our little debrief. Hello. Do- oh, hello. Never works. That's it's never lovely. Funny. It's lovely to hear the snorting of your nose as you're breathing. I'm so sorry. I'm so- oh, we- we've been going about 45 minutes now because <laughs> we've had technical problems. We've had uh, each other saying, oh, don't put that in. Ever- now we're sort of. Okay. We started the review of the show but i like ask me miles oh, why don't you politely ask me what i think <laughs> of the show and then we can do you know what though do, do you know this sort of tension you can't you can't recreate it can you in the real world you can't no. buy and this is what you'd expect from a season finale like if i was watching doctor who or i can't think of another big show now the sopranos this is what you get bit of tension will they won't they yeah just a black will, will, black will they ever get to the end of the show okay gary what are your well, they initial have to sleep ta- together? Uh, what are your initial takeaways from this show, please? We don't ask to, to do it like it's a like it's a, a, a demand, you know. Just start doing it as a question. <laughs> My, I think I think the show's pretty good. It's sort of on the middling range for me as as a show on its own. You know, if you know it's a series finale, it's always going to be a bit special because it's like the last one and it's memorable for that reason. But taken as a show itself, I've got lots and lots of uh, favourite quotes. It's a bit, there's a couple of bits where there's a, of arrogance, like genuine arrogance, where it's not, mm. not funny from Ricky and Steve, actually. And we'll get to what those bits are. I don't really like that. Like, I don't mind the fake, you know, the pretend stuff where kind of, there's no Lowry chat, but they're kind of, they remind me of Lowry chat in a way. Don't really like them. Having said that, there's, and there's a lot of knob chat. There's a lot of cop. So no, no, there's a lot no, of knob news. So maybe yeah, just knob news. Be loads of different types of news. Just, just not even knob news. It's just knobs. It's just knobs. It's just not a subject that I'm I'm real versed in or that interested in. Is the subject of the male phallic organ. It's some. It's just not something that I'm particularly that interested in. But I do find it amusing how Carl is so 
engaged with it when he thinks of you know the whole ancient greece nero chat and he's like there's no way i would have done it's like there's, there's no way i would have yeah, done yeah, yeah. <laughs> he takes it yeah again carl taking it deadly says what have i done I dropped a pizza off which is again that will be I've returning to my favorite quotes yeah i like ricky's um well i didn't ask you to do that like yeah, just the way Ricky says it, it's something about I didn't ask you to do that. Like you're doing more, you know, you'd be like, no shit. Yeah, it's uh there's so much knob chat because they start off knobs, it's all knob. Yeah, exactly. All knobbies. But it you know, so it's the average, it's got very good monkey news. I'll give that nine out of ten. Rockbusters seven out of ten. Funny Ricky doesn't get one of them. Collie Osborne shouts at him and then he doesn't realise like he has to remind them. No, Osborne like born in the like he doesn't get that bit of yeah. the joke of the Rockbuster talk. And that's always something he doesn't like is kind of being where he genuinely doesn't like he, he misunderstands mm. something. I mean, I'm not saying it he could you could still argue it's a shit clue, but he didn't get that like yeah. part of yeah, it yeah, and yeah. he hates that. Yeah, but um, the the chat about the homeless is always a bit like it's mm. funny and stuff. But that's something when we talk about what they wouldn't get away with today. I think that more than anything else is stuff yeah. that they wouldn't necessarily get away with today. I'm not saying it's like the most offensive thing ever, or it should be cancelled. The whole show. It's still the kind of. And Ricky mate, kind of does it in a funny way, like about this is kind of a funny point to think of them planning their nights out. Yeah. He's kind of did it in a sweet kind of way. It's but again, Steve <laughs> is very not not very in with the homeless. I like you used to be when I first knew Miles. He was. Uh, I think everyone goes the homeless. At all. I think everyone goes through uh, a phase where homeless people annoy you. It's not to say that you demonise them and as the dirge of society, but it's it's annoying being. Uh, yeah, I was yeah, I was much younger though. Let's be honest, and like I think everyone should be allowed to make mistakes. Yeah, stand by like, this isn't a character assassination. Yeah, so Miles when he yeah. was nine. Yeah. No, Miles hated the homeless, but anyway. And that um, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa, did not hate anyone. That's like, okay. Go on, I'm only. Uh, I like most no people. seriously. <laughs> no, I agree with you. Actually, I think his vendetta against the homeless is. Um, he will probably look back at that and go, "Oh Jesus!" To be, I, you know, you let him off, don't you? Because he. he clearly doesn't mean it and that is that is a very yeah, but... funny little that is a very funny little comedic sketch that oh i was pissed last night <laughs> i always yeah, i always yeah, enjoy yeah. that That's, it's funny yeah yeah it's just a bit ooh, I, don't know. I mean i but i do as i say it's quite funny i just thought about the episode in general so isn't it funny that they they talk about this Telegraph article and they often like the art plan they don't get it written. I'm not sure that article ever got written. I think if it did, we'd have known about, it. we'd have seen it on Reddit or something. But funnily enough, we found an actual Telegraph article yeah. done about the show twenty years later, and we interviewed mm. Tom Fordy a couple of weeks ago. Check out that interview. And so it was in the Telegraph and yeah. it was reviewed. But I don't think it was reviewed for this show. So it's funny, it took 20 years <laughs> to find it. I like that it takes Carlo the whole episode to bring up the fact that the Telegraph, it's like 10 minutes before it's about to end. And I hope it gets better. Yeah, yeah. Because, because of uh, the Telegraph might be that what the tel and then Ricky's like, it's, it's uh, two cheats. Why, uh, yeah. why would they be this? No, <laughs> Jenny, the PR woman, says, God, get some good topics, say, so don't need to worry. Most shows, most shows would be like that would have been emailed around everyone, there'd have been a meeting beforehand, like, oh, this is going to happen, you know, the, they'll be planned for it a couple of weeks in advance. But this, yeah, you're right. Carl just says an hour and 35 minutes in. Oh, by the way, the Telegraph are listening as well. Like, they're like, what? Real on yeah. their production. I love also um, when Steve tries to resurrect it and again says, you know, I've got, I've got a bit of a, you know, credibility. I've got a bit of a, you know, status. I want to do what we usually do when we talk about the news. A man caught photographing up woman's skirt. Yeah, I've always liked Ricky's when they're doing and they're playing that that character through, and they do play quite a few characters through this this they do yeah. this show. They do they do a lot of ad libbing where Ricky goes, "Oh, what was that flash? Oh no, nothing. I've just set off some magnesium. Like that's that fire to some magnesium. Like, it's so it's kind of it does require a bit of prior knowledge that that actually that's known to kind of make a flash. Like it's quite clever and quick to kind of come up with that. It's a really weird thing to say though, isn't it? Like the magnesium thing. Yeah, but That's it's great. I, I think it's fun. I think it's great because it's like a different way of saying it. He could easily have said, oh, yeah, I'll just lit a match or something. That's what most people would yeah. say. Oh, no, just set fire to some magnesium because it does give us flash. I do like how you... That's something I've noticed in our time doing this podcast. Call it a journey, couldn't we, if we were feeling... <laughs> 
you know, emotional. And <laughs> I like that you pick out these these odd little nuggets that I, I would seemingly that inconsequential and yeah. I mean, you know, I've I've le- I guess I've learnt from you in all the ways. I so they talk about um, Cockney rhyming slang. In, uh, no, by the way, I'm glad you learned that. That's, that's good. Uh, they talk about Cockney rhyming slang in this episode and just slang in general. So I've got a bit of a test for you here. I've got some. Oh, you are. I've just done exactly the same as you. Really? That's so funny. Yeah. That shows that that's the plan. No, can I just tell you quickly what I've done? I'm happy to go of your feature, mate. It, you know, it's it's half and half anyway. This show. I've <laughs> I went on a PDF version of the Governor. And there was indeed a glossary. And I wanted to also test you on the glossary from the governor itself. Go on, I think yours is better. Can I just do a couple of things? Uh, of course you can, yes. It's so weird, right? I know. Sorry. So you've got... Oh, so it's not, No, it's okay. No, this is, it's so weird. All right, so box of toys. Box of toys. It's, it's, a, it's not a noun. It's a concept, really. It's a, it's a sensation. Box of toys. What am I doing now? What am I making? A fist. No, no, no. What am I making with my mouth? Noise. Smile. Noise, noise. Oh, right. But then you've got gay and hearty. No, a party. <laughs> and this is the weirdest one. I'll just do Helter Skelter. Right, you'll never get it. It's an air raid shelter. And Fisherman's Daughter, which is a bit creepy. Fisherman's Daughter. Can you get that one? It's a common word. Snorter? No, water. Fisherman's Daughter is water. Apparently, yeah. It does work, doesn't it? They would presumably live sexualized images, though, isn't it? Even for the most simplest of Well, h- here's, here's one. Oily rag? No, fag. Penny come quick, the trick. The same with like um languages like Polari, which was used in, you know, sort of gay like subcultures and stuff, and you would yeah. use language to denote certain things. It, it's so cool. I love I love that idea that language is a tool that can be used to connect people, and you can use it to differentiate yourself from from other people, and you can you know carry on with it. I mean, obviously, when you know it was illegal in this country to be gay, and you know that you can still continue to live your life in a relative. Well, you can't. You couldn't. But you saw a lot. Of no, people you couldn't. Did. Yeah. Thankfully, people did find ways of doing it. But yeah, that language. Which is, it, it was, it's a way of in, it, it includes and it can exclude as well just by nature it it's like there was a story on would i lie to you one of the i can't remember who it was said they had a language when they were young as kids between her him and his sister and he did some examples of it and he, it was a true story in the end and i like it's kind of it was a way of excluding their parents and creating yeah. an in- inclusivity between a select group of people <laughs> Um, and that's what kind of Cockney rhyming slang does in a less kind of um, like they're not they're not making a statement. They're not necessarily a prejudiced minority. They're not um, persecuted minority, but they are sort of feel that I think they look down upon. And so they came up with their own language to kind of say, oh, well, f- fuck you. We'll kind of speak between us as we want. And um, now it's become part of the kind of culture and the, the history of uh, London, really. Like, is there well, New York slang? Like, or, I, don't, or I don't know. Have, I know, like, the most famous, the most famous sort of fictional language that I can kind of think of was depicted in A Clockwork Orange, which is still one of my favourite films of all time. And like, I love it to pieces. But they famously employed, you know, Nadsa, uh, which was a mix of Russian and Cockney rhyming slang, right. and together. And this was how the Drugs in the book and in the film communicate like they've got certain words they said like uh oh like vidi this means like see this and uh learning that was it's so inventive and how creative like young people are when you're creating these these cultures these these subcultures but that people were kind of fearful of weren't they in a way yeah i guess it could it could be the the people in power often fear them because um their ways of like being able to it's like i guess it's like using a vpn now these days it's kind of like you hide your activity online you know you you're kind of hiding your discourse amongst those that would otherwise sort of um, monitor it and particularly in the 70s for in, in the gay culture as you say but it's also used just on a smaller level by like children like siblings sort of to 
yeah it's sort of a way of like communicating without their parents knowing and it seems they yeah, don't know yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's not a whole subculture but it's like a mini subculture I but love anyway that. yes so you're going to test me on some, yeah of course uh, so I, d- I thought he was um joking but obviously he said there's a glossary that appears at the start of the governor i wasn't so stupid enough as to buy the book but i've managed to find a pdf version of it and it's be fair it does actually look like quite an interesting story that like he's a bit like the um like the cray twins yeah 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 that's he had like sort of mingles with that um so a boat do you know what a boat is is it rhyming by the way is it's actually not rhyming okay a boat boat would be a face how did you know that because it's boat race face oh okay cool Um, yeah that's that's why so so it's actually right so actually with the things like for example the ones i was giving you like oily rag a fag like a cigarette but they'll only just they'll they'll shorten that so it's just oily. So you don't know the rhyming bit. You have to, you can't even work it out from the road. So, but boat face, I know. Boat race okay. is crazy. I mean, there's there's more obvious ones like causes. Causes? Yeah. I don't know. Police. Oh. Chokey? Chokey hold mold. I don't know. It's not rhyming. Solitary. That's what it means. Solitary. So like solitary confinement, that sort of thing. Oh, chokey. Um, yeah, that's where they put, yeah. That's yeah. Also, Miss Trunchbull says that in uh, Matilda, doesn't she? Oh. But then there's other ones like GBH, which is grievous Did bodily harm. Yeah, that's not a... Is that a yeah. Grass. Grass, yeah, snitch. Yeah. Exes. Uh, well, does it mean your ex... Well, expenses. Ex- exp- that... Oh, expenses. So do you know what I mean? It's, it's not it's not um that imaginative. I think you could probably could guess otherwise. But do you know what I love so much about... Um, so that's that's a little snippet from the governor, if you want to buy it. I'm sure uh, you could buy it on... Oh, that's tempted <laughs> <shop>. everyone, yeah. <laughs> it really has, isn't it? Uh, um, I was going to bore you and read a bit out, but I won't. But I like the when he does mention it, uh, about the last book he read, and Steve immediately like, spits out his tea you can hear him like, <laughs> I love how that's just such a genuine reaction and then Carl follows up by saying um, well no I just thought it was done in that stylish way that everyone's talking about as if he knew about like recent trends in publishing I think he did know because it is known he must have known that I had when I was young I was bought a book and it was it was really interesting it was done like that it was completely out of order but basically you, the first bit was in order for the first few pages and then it would say does he go down the down the does he go down the well yeah, that's or like does, a he, does he leave like does he leave go down the well go to page 57 or does he leave does he um go to get his friends matilda What's... go to page 83 <laughs> and you did you went through the book like completely like chose a story and i often i often i kept doing it and dying because that's the point you've got to get through and not die and every time i did it i ended up dying so i never even got through to the end and saw what the end was i couldn't be bothered I think you, your needs would be very selfish in those sort of books. <laughs> Leave your friends or carry on by yourself. <laughs> Why would you think <laughs> that? Goes, carry on by. I mean, that's they're like choose-your-own-adventure books, though, aren't they? You know, that have that. That's what you meant. Yeah, and it was the last book that Carl ever read. Or just yeah. moving on to snippets of information. I love how he says that, just... It's it's the same for it's the same with his gift buying. Yeah. Had one bad experience. Don't do it anymore. <laughs> and uh, 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 with the other reading, Suzanne told him to go out into the other room and read it out loud. Like a child, really is like but a child. Not just that. He says it's my favourite quote. So I'm sorry, I'll have to say it down. He says. And it's good because it's cool in there. Because it's cool in it's there. Such a li- it's, it's such a, a little, little nugget, stupid yeah. detail that you don't need. But it's like, yeah. oh, it's good because it's cool. In there. As same as, you know, I feel drained today. It's like, I didn't yeah, need is, to know. It is, yeah, it's, okay. They talk about um, world's smallest penis as well. So I don't know how they got that information about me, but I obviously found out. It's, it's a bit unfair. I, I, but it is nice to be part of the show. It could, but think of that, three quarters of an inch. It's Ricky says. Ricky's very right. That that's unlucky, isn't it? That is unlucky. I know that. I know it's going back to knobs, but that was an interesting point. Three quarters of an inch. How they get to that, which is a lovely memory. I do sort of romanticise a lot in my head, and I guess this was the first time that Carl went to Ricky's house, where he says, you know, to get some ideas, and uh, he then he lies that Steve's going to be there. I love that Carl says, you know, that's kind of work. He's trying in that. He's so 
pleased that Ricky's taken an interest in the show because up to this point he hasn't. Yeah. And he's vaguely trying to do a little bit of preparation. But he says, uh, come over here, let's have a wrestle. Instead of dancing yeah, to his yeah. underpants and Elton John and then reading that little shit little book that um, he's got. It just he just adds that it's Elton John afterwards. Like <laughs> just adds to it. Oh, he's good. But um at that point, actually, Steve genuinely feels left out, I think. You can tell, like when he reveals the meeting, like he Steve's just, the way Steve sort of says, Oh, I didn't know. Like they uh, that's genuine. I don't oh, think really? that was like put on. Yeah, I think Steve because Steve does is left out by the you know, it's Carl that would uh, Ricky would much rather spend time with Carl and I think that's the point Steve thinks like oh do you know that's you know, that's something that I could never do as a friend if like it, I can't quite relate it to something else but it is, it is a horrible feeling t- to be left out of something isn't it yeah it's I'm not generally a not left out I keep my group of friends smaller so I get you know if I, I tend to be included but yeah in my life of course you've been left out but that Steve is often left out in mm-hmm. this show like Steve is the one left out you, you know so when they talk about Ricky's birthday Carl went and Steve didn't actually get an invite, which, you know, says something. But I think until they met Carl, Ricky and Steve were firmer friends. I think having met Carl actually derailed their friendship. A bit. I think so, too. I do think Ricky is a bit of a user, though. Yeah. I think he, because he needed Steve to do all of the work, he needed Carl for the comedy material. And it's a very clever thing to do. I mean, he's, he's got a very sort of calculated mind in that respect. But um, yeah, I don't think it's I mean, that calculated. I do think he's a user in a way like but no I just think he genuinely enjoyed it and that's why we get that's why it's legendary today if he was calculated I think that it wouldn't be as enjoyable and I'll tell you what is calculated is the podcast and as they get later into the series at this stage still we're in the bit where it's not really as calculated although the last few shows yeah maybe it's starting to get to but that no, you point, are but getting it now though start. as you said you know he has used the material from you know Carl and and Steve in his later independent solo career. So I do think, and you can argue, of course, you know, he's got every right to use that. And we have, I mean, how many times have we talked about this? That's my argument. But- Way, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, like, if, if, so, yeah, I think he could use use that stuff, and he uses it now. But I still don't think it was calculated at the time. I think he genuinely he just enjoyed it. Like it wasn't paying him, as he says, like your you know your accountant say not to cash those checks because the time <laughs> yeah. to sign. You know, and it's true. I don't think it was calculated. I think he just genuinely enjoyed it, which is why it comes across so well in the show. Now, by the time you get to the podcast and the learning series, the uh, you know the guide to it is far more calculated and it's like they would have planned it before Carl yeah. like Carl not you've got to say this 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 but Carl you you're gonna sort of go down this or respond roughly in this sort of way I think it would have been it was more yeah. calculated Ricky knew and it was a gold mine then because they made lots of money out of the podcast and that probably would have made a dent you know in Ricky's actual well, it really would have but I mean like, they charged how much was it like a quid well, or only something? a quid uh, uh, they didn't charge anything for the first ones but they i think had advertising or they no they yeah. they, they they would have been got money or, or yeah that they would have paid them basically but it, it still was insignificant to ricky even at the time but it was more significant than the money they made from xfm and yeah ricky was in control of it and tom fordy made a great point when we interviewed him i i, I think it was in his article but he made it on air once you remove the barriers that they were constrained by like when he when ricky says shit or shite he says it on this show it's kind of like you think oh fucking hell how do, how do he get away with that and it's kind of a thing it's kind of quite interesting he he never doesn't overuse swearing but he uses it just use it and it's naughty and it's like subversive and he, he knows at any point well, does he it he does fight. it in one example he does it in one example in this show which again yeah. will will make a reappearance in my favorite quotes because that's very rare, isn't it? A Chinese kid, that's very rare, isn't it? So in one official sighting, sighting isn't there in one of those shit little magazines that you read. Exactly. But every time he does that, the station could get fined. It's everything, could, everything's on the line. And as soon as it's podcast and you remove those barriers and he overuses swearing, even even if you used it a bit, it's not as subversive. It's not as kind it's just, it removes that entertaining factor from it. Because every time he says shit on this show, I'm like, Oh God, how how risky is that? Carl's little dilemma at the end. It's the first mention of that story, that infamous story that everyone loves, which is looking out whilst he's doing the washing up, seeing a naked woman on the other side in the building, just walking around. And then Carl decides, because I've had a look at you, I'm going to pull down my pants. 
yeah. and reveal myself to, to you. It's a weird thing in my psychology. I don't know if anyone else has this listening or you at all, but like I could have sworn, I could have sworn that that took place earlier in the series. And when, when it came up on this show, when I was re-listening, I was like, oh, wow, I, c- I can't believe that came up this late. I really thought it was an earlier thing. Like, But, yeah. Um, I imagine you're thinking of the Bucks Fizz on holiday when they take their... No, 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 no. This, oh. this specific one, I've just misplaced it. I've just missed, like, psychologically misplaced it. Uh, but it is a funny... Uh, do you know what? I've thought about that since, like, in the years since I've heard that. And I... <laughs> I've, like at first it seems ridiculous, but actually it is. There is some logic to it. There's not. It's not a stupid thing because it's kind of what you would think. Like, well, actually, if she's seen a bit, it kind of makes it. Do you know what I mean? If you see, I, I've I've got that impression from just seeing people outside my window. Never. There was one woman who lived opposite me outside of my front windows who used to just be naked the whole time. Now I didn't really. Look, the whole time but she used to just wander about naked and I, yeah of course i used to you know be camped out by my window for hours on end but <laughs> she never shut the she never shut the curtains but yeah she was naked but it was kind of a thing if she ever like i oh, i did not sit down there looking but every time i looked she was and giving her a bit would seem like it seems like a logical thing at the time although of course it's not logical but i do know what carl means by that i think i would probably i don't think i would have done the same because my mind wouldn't have operated that quickly but i do understand that way of um that logical approach yeah to go, oh i better pay my way if we're gonna <laughs> sit here and watch this I, I, just, I just love i love it's not in my favorite quotes because there's too much context maybe, but i just love when it's like he says uh suzanne said what are you doing i she did. Oh, she's of course she did. What are you doing? Like, no, I'm just exposing myself and looking at some free fanny. What do you think yeah. I'm doing, Suzanne? Yeah. Like it's just it's like what Suzanne said. What what are you doing? I bet. I bet she did. I oh do think God. Carl's probably deep down a good partner though. I oh think he's God, like no, he must be so time. much fun to live with. Well, I don't know about yeah. It'd be interesting. Obviously, they love each other, but I do think although he says you know uh, you know she says do you love me? I say yeah, you're right. You're but right. I do think deep down he he probably is a bit more affectionate than he lets on. You can't not be. <laughs> hey, they do talk on the knob news. And uh, when she's talking about um, that girl who faints, yeah, oh. I mean, oh. Oh. and then she says uh, that uh, oh she fell over like, which is like a football thing, isn't it? Yeah. Did you ever have like proper sex, sex education at school? Yeah, like, it's mandatory. You, you, I mean, I can tell you, you would have as well. And we did watch a video about like with the uh, down the uh, uterus around that <laughs> area. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> the impregnation part of it yeah we had a PSE. it was just a video yeah we know we had we had talks and things it was in pse personal social education you you, that module you must have had it as well i think it was more my sex education was almost an afterthought in our school it was like let's squeeze it in before let's squeeze it in is that part of the education we had a video which was like um a couple on a night out and it goes and they're like on a date and then the date goes well, so then they're going to have sex. You know that you never it's see any. No, it wasn't Channel Five, but you you obviously see like you know 3D reconstructions of um the interior of people yeah. and stuff happening. The interior of GAY. GAY, <laughs> which is coming up soon. But yeah, I do remember a teacher with very very high Simon Cowell waisted trousers, uh, very skinny like an ironing board. What was um, their name? His name was, oh, no, okay. and yeah, he did do the whole put a condom on a cucumber. Oh yeah, we did. Uh, yeah. Which is just like, I, it's not hard to put a condom. I'd on. almost rather him put a condom on himself. I think <laughs> that's probably there's some sort of regulation against that. Yeah, so he struck off. Oh, for, Pete, what PC gone mad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he ran out of cucumbers that day, so he's yeah. <laughs> no. But that's uh, you know, we had it. We had quite a lot of sex education. We had, we did, we had it. I'm genuinely interested. Time. If any listeners have um kids nowadays i'd love to know what sex education looks like because um i do think it's kind of an overlooked thing and uh, i would we've got some I listeners think... who are 16 17 so if, if you they oh, would have just had oh. it they would have just had it it'll be fresh in their minds i guess and i, I bet you have more of it these days than we had what sex or... than i had <laughs> yeah so yeah, sex, yeah that's true that's true what's your opinion so you mentioned that 
you've foretold this before, but um, and I think I know what you're going to talk about. You mentioned something about Ricky and Steve's arrogance. Yeah, there's a couple of bits when they're talking about uh, the, the, speed of light, the speed of light the th- yeah the sort of it's not the theory of relativity it's kind of yeah it's involved in theory of relativity as far as i understand it and uh, someone made a great comment on youtube i was just scrolling through the youtube of this and he said i love uh, i love the fact that ricky when he doesn't understand something just mumbles some words out because he knows carl's never yeah. going to test him on it and i thought that was a good comment and that's kind of how i felt oh I will say that Ricky does know about that subject. He doesn't know nothing. He does like what he said. He does know, but he doesn't know enough. And and it's, and Steve definitely doesn't. And Cole Cole calls Steve out on it. He wouldn't call Ricky, but he does call Steve. He's like Steve, you're sitting there. You're quiet. That's so true because Steve mm-hmm. definitely doesn't understand it. And Steve's always quiet in those chats. But he's like the little bully standing behind the bigger bully. Yeah, yeah I just I just didn't really like it. And also around Rockbusters, I felt Ricky uh, Ricky became a bit a bit of a dick again like where he's like it's not funny you know it's funny when he sort of slags off rockbusters but when he was just doing it in a way that was just not funny and it was just to sort of put down i I get annoyed of just like you're explaining the theory of relativity to someone who's who left school who's got an e in history and even if you are a sort of well-educated sort of person or whatever, just an average person. It's really hard concept to get like, I, I totally understand Carl when he says, you know, how does speed, why does speed affect how a clock yeah, works? Yeah, well, because why would it, because yeah, your brain, your brain can't comprehend. Like no. you're told time is, I get time is relative now. I, I know that now because I'm 31, but you're like, all you've known until that point is time is, you know, there's 24 hours in a day, you know, 60 right. seconds it's, in a it's, minute. It's so hard to conceive as a human, the fact that time being linear in exactly the way we experience it isn't like across the whole universe. So I don't, I don't fully don't understand the concept fully, but it's so hard to get your head around that. And I think to pretend that it's easy yeah. to get your head around it, it's kind of quite arrogant. And also I, I thought, as I said, when they were doing the Rockbusters, Ricky was arrogant but also then steve with the comment didn't really like oh uh steve says oh what did he say exactly i just basically his oxbridge comment when he's like oh you talk like that when you went to oxbridge like i was like oh okay well that's that's just you know not you know carl didn't how can you like why is it so important but this has been a reoccurring motif isn't it throughout the whole of this season and it will continue on to the next one which is this this desire to be seen as some kind of fountain of knowledge this kind of you know academic whereas there's no i wouldn't the, say it's the, the best thing of... you could do nowadays well, well, well i think the one of the best things that you could do nowadays is just admit when you don't know something there's absolutely no there's it's fine to do that you know and yeah. it's the same with that I, I think ricky loses his patience too much at carl which i i understand why you don't want to talk about that on a radio station because yeah. it's just like it's it's a really silly thing. I mean, you, you would only expect, you know, a proper intellect like an academic to do a real Melvin Bragg. That's, or that's to like what the is. He sees himself as that academic, but he didn't so much in those days. But he does yeah. certainly today. He does so. It's a forerunner of how where he's ended up now. Is these moments? But I wouldn't call it a theme of the series because he's in general he does the arrogant thing really well. Like in, during this series and at this point in his career, he does the fake arrogant, and it it comes across as fake arrogance and it's funny with it and you can get away with it but there's times when it's not and um steve's a bit arrogant as well this show uh, say with his oxbridge comment steve often uses the thing when they're talking about light and time and things like that steve says oh i couldn't we couldn't we don't have the time i don't have the time to tell you this like we we don't have enough time no steve you don't understand it actually that's why it's his his get out it's often his get out to sort of sit there silently but it's ricky's it's ricky's desire really to be seen as a as a as a fountain of knowledge it's just that steve has to go along with what ricky does because steve's the sort of little little one hiding behind the big one and i don't want to oversell that because it's overall a good episode it's a great you know, we love love series two uh, and three and four to an extent and one. And it's great. It's great to listen to. But these bits, certain bits, I, don't, I just don't like. So we call, we call them out where we see it. But I don't want to make, make a bigger thing. Of no. it. It's not, it doesn't ruin that everything. But it is a forerunner to how Ricky is, is and has been in the last few years. It's very... Um freeing this episode for, for carl i think he can see the end oh, he's happy. yeah he's happy yeah. <laughs> he can see the end because he says 
I am paid peanuts to work here, which wrecks my weekend. Can you imagine working, doing your job all week, and you got to do that? I know. I know. I, I've changed my perspective on the shows um, during during this run, I suppose, which is significant for me because obviously reviewing them and just to imagine even like loosely preparing for this show you do sort of think how much carl had to do you know those two hours on a saturday oh yeah whilst to put ha- together was having to deal break. with two erratic personalities that do not want him to get a free ride to get an easy ride. so he was he earned every single one of those holidays and he earned that extra 80 quid or however much you he should have yeah. got more <laughs> yeah yeah definitely i mean to put together a songs of phrase is bloody oh. difficult and also carl in a film which we have you know he hasn't done for a while, but it's like that takes a lot of a lot of editing a lot of effort he has to write a script for it rockbusters even coming up with rockbusters takes a bit of time you know so and he and he has to then plan a show and kind of he he knows he's the only one putting work in beforehand which is why he went to ricky's house to to kind of because he was so excited that ricky was going to actually put some work in <laughs> and actually just wrestled him in his shorts but um yeah it was uh he yeah you're right actually he did a, he earned all of his holidays and more yeah. so my only and another sort of uh criticism of this episode so if I if I had any, and you know this is really grasping at straws, I don't know how much I believe in these rockbusters this week. The space shells, <laughs> Connie Osborne. Yeah. What was the other one? Uh, Fifty Cent. Well, wow. I mean, yeah. it is a, it is a good one. That's almost like outcast. I was in a cast. I'm out of the cast. That's outcast. Yeah, yeah. But that could be anything. I could probably could make Oasis work if I tried hard <laughs> enough. I, I do. Uh, I've given it seven out of ten this week. It's not that much humor, but Ricky kind of ruins it. They're not. They're not great in terms of being funny or like but the funniest rockbusters. They don't kind of quite work. Like uh, these are the most. I think these some of the most memorable ones said because they are so bad but these aren't i don't wouldn't put these up up in the the pantheon of memorable uh rockbusters clues they're just you know i in fact when i heard them this this time to review in this show and i hadn't heard this show for we say a couple of years this particular one but um i i barely remembered them i i could remember collie osborne and space shells and 50 they, they weren't they're just all right but ricky ricky's acts like a bit of a dick back in rockbusters i, I don't like how he he kind of goes he goes back to his kind of like really petulant side so it kind of ruins it but i don't think they're great clues anyway monkey news i gave nine out of ten that's very good this week but he's still almost like two monkey news he's the he's the holder of a phd in physics which yeah, is still a, one of a great reveal i always imagine that could be a podcast name in and of itself <laughs> Yurikin. Yeah, holder of care. In a way. Yeah, that sounds arrogant. Yeah, the, the monkey news about the hundredth the monkey. Have you heard of that? Because I've heard of that. Like, it's a, it's a theory that if you have a species of some, or like a colony, that there's some there's some behaviour within it that kind of develops for, for a reason. And it, it doesn't change their genetics. But by the time you get to the thousandth, sort of one which takes a long time a lot of generations they they just know that behavior inherently i don't know if it's true i don't know that but that's as i understand that theory like i'm sounding like ricky now like trying to be trying to sound like i know stuff sorry, but i, I sorry, really don't uh, sorry were you saying something i was just watching uh, sex in the city I, I, I wasn't i wasn't listening sorry why sex in the city <laughs> well it's good it's cool it's cool in here so it's okay um, oh it's cool in here yeah. hey, should we get to our a, favorite quotes i think so let's have a let's break have a little break let's have a So welcome back and it's now time for our favourite quotes of this episode 51 series 2. Do you want to kick us off Miles? I would absolutely love to. Um, So first one is next to the drum kit he started playing with. Mm -hmm, Yeah but over lunchtime though. (laughs) That's what our show would be like eventually. (laughs) A few lonely people in McDonald's eating a a solemn hamburger. The pub couldn't be closer. Unless there were sort of spirits in the lift, we couldn't have got closer, which just says everything about Ricky's laziness. Yeah. How much he doesn't want to leave W1, right? I, I, which do, I, can, I, just, I can't understand that. Honestly, if yeah. I lived in W1, I wouldn't want to leave there you either. Leave there, no. I've the line before that. I just put next next to his flat. Couldn't be closer. I know you've got a you've got a you've got a rainbow something. 
like See, that. I'm not a fan of that. You've got, a, you've got, a, that. you've got a rainbow something. <laughs> this is like so <laughs> random, like trying as if he's getting that band succinctly yeah. into a little. Yeah, I get that. What have I done? I dropped a pizza off. I know I wouldn't do it, even back then. <laughs> Even back then. <laughs> even back then. It kind of reminds me of that quote from um series three, which is I don't even know if I had a family back then when he's yeah. talking about you know history. <laughs> yeah, that's to cut let to come in the future weeks of D Trap Spinners will be revealing. Yeah. I, I haven't even got that bit. You just thought <laughs> slightly before. I, like I that haven't even got that. I am which is such a lovely sentence after that, which is I am paid peanuts to work size, which wrecks yeah. my weekend. So this one is uh so hey, but listen. Let's make the world a better place for a little bit of music. Bit of Bauhaus, Carl. Yeah. Yeah. It's Yeah. Well, it's Carl who's put all these CDs together, like put all put them all like again. That's more work that Carl has to do. I think it was the right time to ask. Are I'm you certainly sure? not going to say the line before that. But, like, <laughs> I was considering putting that in, but uh, no, that, that's the word you do not you do not hear the B word anymore, do you? Uh, we did at school a lot. Yeah, that's but also, like Ricky makes a good point earlier in the show about that. Is that, and he's true. Uh, he does know about that. Like you know, it's like slang and Shakespeare invented words, and some words just you know they gain prominence for usage. You know, probably popular usage or or celebrity usage, and then some just fall out of common yeah. parlance. They fall out of fall out of usage. We just that is difficult to say why. But that's good. That's no, good no. that that one's gone. I think we can all agree. I think we can all agree on that one. I was born in the East End. Take one onion. Take one uh, onion. I really, I was so tempted, Gary, this episode to write out a paragraph from. Oh, you should <laughs> from, have. I should have should done have it, but I was, I was running late. So sorry, guys. Oh, you should have played that fiver. <laughs> uh, I've did this one, but I didn't ask you to do that. I was like, I didn't, know, I didn't ask you to do that. Like, what could he be doing down there? That was so, I mean, like, so. Like, there's always two you know, little bits and pieces in this episode that um. That you can hear, listen really, really closely, and that—that's one thing where they're all talking over each other, and so, and you really have to attune your ears to hear yeah. like the individuals, which is like our it's show. quite interesting. Yeah, well, I'd rather play a tune to come back for some drivel because I think people tune in for drivel, so let's tease them. Let's play a record and play some absolute shite from Carl Pilkington. Absolute shite from Carl Pilkington. It's so brazen to do that on <laughs> national radio. I've got so you've uh, so what have I done? I've dropped pizza off. That's going to be my next one. This one, hang on. <laughs> it's just that image that it articulates. Just a bloke in like Greek robes, like scan. Yeah. Hello, Dominos. Uh, I'm just coming for Gary Forrest. Oh shit! I've just dropped your pepperoni in the jacuzzi. You yeah. to just fish it out. <laughs> it will, will um apparently like nero was like that i've, I've read about nero i'm not saying the gay thing but just the thing about having it's people who did literally everything for him even like more than say other emperors had done i think nero was like that they were a bit more sexually um like friv- frivolous yeah the greeks they? saw the, the the male body as as more like more worthy than the female body they saw the female bodies they haven't, they haven't seen my body post covid they haven't <laughs> no, no they haven't seen our bodies i'm pretty sure it bloody better be i'm gutted that i didn't i didn't come up with that one but i would love to have got That's that quite it bloody better be Good one, yeah. <laughs> Off my cushion, bling bling. Now my next one is um, and it's good because it's cool in there anyway, as I've said before. Yeah, but, that's um, very good, very good. I like, I do like that. I've got one. Okay, I've got one that's kind of co, like um, rests up with that one. Went back in. I said, I still don't get it. His dedication and his um, his eagerness to learn. I love that about Carl. Like he's gone into the back room to sit there in stone cold silence. And on no, instruction from his girlfriend, who's watching, like... from his girlfriend, if he's watching... In Summer Murders watching, or whatever. Uh, no, Sex and the City. Do some good topics. I said you don't have to worry there. Yeah, you don't have to worry there. I said you don't have to worry <laughs> can there. We, can we get Jenny the PR woman from XFM circa 2002 oh, to 2003 as a guest, please? If you are listening, get in touch with us somehow. <laughs> Absolutely, I'd love that. It's, it's got um, a noise in it that Ricky makes. So this is how it's, uh, they'd never, they'd never like slag us off, slag us off. And the off, it's the, it's not the quite. Yeah. It's just the off, and the they'd never they'd never like slag us off. Oh. 
Because because that's rare, isn't it? A Chinese Herica, that's very rare, isn't it? It's only one oh, yeah. official sighting, isn't there? In one of those shit little magazines that you read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just... Um, this is my last one now. Um, I think it's too cheap. And my <laughs> last one is coconuts. That's funny. We we did we just we came, we had we that's like independently we always come to we always have the same sort of amount we had exactly the same amount of favourite quotes there they're all different apart from a couple that were the same those are our favourite quotes so do email us in spinnerspodcast at gmail dot com or on Twitter that's spinners podcast and we're also on patreon of course if you want to get in touch there and yeah. uh subscribe for loads of little audio treats that were provided there but now moving on to our final series two xfm in the community or to say it properly gary forrestal how would you say that xfm in the community in the community in the community so this is where we read out your feedback via from your uh from your messages or what you've uh, posted on twitter and uh yeah we just give you guys a little shout out if you want that on a small platform as if we're small it's all right isn't it um, no, so, it's over lunchtime so this is from rddvls rod delivers uh um oh yeah so this is a guy and he was on uh he commented us on youtube about a previous episode where you and i gary we were talking about our anxiety about going into butchers oh yeah <laughs> i don't know why we spoke about that uh, the yeah. bit about butchers and fishmongers really reminded me of ricky and steve's chat about backing in lorry drivers they have a storefront surely you don't have to blind order your meat live a little go to the butchers so i will make it my mission now uh rod delivers uh, I'm going to, yeah. on your instruction, I'm going to go to the butchers and order some meat, maybe some cat. <laughs> I, I went into the butchers once with a girl and she ordered like some oh, heart, some lungs. She ordered heart, lungs, eyes. It's for a dog. She fed her dog on it. It's really good. And she she did eat her, like cow's heart and people were like awful. I don't know. I, it's put me off. So, yeah, that's good. OK, I'll <laughs> do that. What's his name? Whoever that was. Some strange internet names. <laughs> uh, Sean Urch says, this is a great find. So a new listener. Uh, welcome to the club, Sean. Uh, we need to unite all the XFM fans to this channel. And hopefully we can get Carl on for an interview. Still insane to me that people can unite over the three idiots and the other three characters. Like Dickie Anderson. Life is but a dream. I mean, it is the dream to get KP on this show. I mean, I can think we can safely say... We can stop doing this podcast once he has been on, and then he yeah. can now retire in peace without us having to fucking pester them all the time. Um, so uh, yeah, thank you, thank you, Sean, and uh, great to have you, you with Sean. us. Next yeah. one's from Joe Green, who is uh, also a new listener, Hello, and he Joe. must just listen to Gary talk about "Unbelievable" by EMF. This is when you were saying if you were to have any song to walk onto a chat show or a stage, it would be "Boo." You're unbelievable. Oh, yeah, that's in my head. As a so yeah. Joe continues to say, I swear to God, when I was 14, I discovered it on a I love the 90s CD. And I had a similar fantasy unveiling my weight loss in the summer <laughs> oh. between eighth and ninth grade. How good is that for a come out to like my new look before and after? Yeah, that's that's good. Congratulations on your weight loss between seventh and eighth grade or eighth and ninth grade and also because you discovered it on an i love the 90s cd i assume you're much younger than i am or we are so you're probably in your early 20s now only so yeah that's um anyway i'm glad you uh listened to that episode it's funny when we get comments about old episodes it's like i buried that i buried that in my head like i never happened i never <laughs> i wouldn't have said that on air of course i wouldn't you know and then I, well i, I kind of think we are kind of wrapping this series into a bow so we'll be we'll be two yeah. new we generated podcast hosts when it comes to series three um this one's from wombat cubes <laughs> wouldn't it be good if people just said their real names like <laughs> no i like funny <laughs> no i know uh, so stuck in lockdown in sydney nsw 
been revisiting the XFM episodes and came across this. Brilliant supplementary material for someone who has nobody to talk to, talk to about the episodes. So this is, a, I think we've done it before. I don't know why there's a lack of XFM listeners in Sydney or Australia. So go to Australia, mate. Go to Sydney. Did, and, we, uh, did we have that other Australian who said did, there's that's an evil Australian? Saying. Yeah, but put them together. So, um, give, them, give them their email addresses or whatever. This is what I'm doing, man. I'm, I can't do that. You know, that's the new GDPR laws, mate these days you've got to be careful oh yes if anyone's gonna sue us (laughs) credit card debt so thank you for all of your uh messages and now um i believe gary you put out a little uh oh yeah okay you know i just put out as we prepared to say from with farewell to series two when we review episode 51 today which we're now doing we want to know what is your absolute favorite episode of the season and why this is from martin range some of my favorite moments from xfm is when they take a non-professional broadcast into a new level Ricky turning up hangover. Who can plan hangover? That is concurred by a couple of people. Joel Awesome says, episode nine, Ricky hungover. Carl and Steve annoyed. Wheelie Bing story (laughs) recap, which is great, isn't it? He says, he picked the lad up, put him in the wheelie bin. Every time he says, every time. Um, And John Tideman says, um, probably the hungover Ricky episode. I get terrible anxiety, which I've never heard. We can add that to our vocabularies. If I've been on the source the night before and the fact that he owns this hangover and doesn't give a fuck about it is genuinely inspiring. Plus, it includes the immortal line, Carl, you hung over as well. Yeah, actually, I can tell you, I can tell you as well. Andy Wells has said 100% my favourite as well. Who can plan a hangover? The hands are up, and I need more than lemonade. A few of the many highlights. That is, that seems to be the sort of uh, the favourite episode of series two. Why, why do you think that is? Uh, I, I well, it's got those classic lines. Yeah, I just love episodes are good when they start off with. It's always Ricky and Steve only for the first few minutes, and that kind of sets the tone for the rest of the show. And that's just having a hangover. Just it kind of. We, we know Ricky doesn't care about the show, but just taking it to that other level of like actually coming on with a really bad hangover, not caring the slightest or planning to be on the show. It's it's kind of a funny premise to start it with. And it's just, it's like, can I have some lemonade? I want some lemonade. I want some lemonade. I want some you know, lemonade. I always like that bit. I agree with you. I, and I think the best series two episodes are the ones where there's some real stakes involved, like the Sony Awards, either before or after they've won. Yeah. I, I love those. I will always return to those episodes. They are some of my Funniest ones. One of my favourite, and my favourite series two episode is the um the voicemail that Carl leaves to Ricky. Beep. All right, ten past twelve Saturday. I like. I just think that when when the stakes are high, there's more to lose, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. I guess, and I think in general, I think there's a period like it takes a few episodes to bed in, and Carl's sort of role and social role on the show isn't quite fully formed but after you get to episode four or five there's a real great run of episodes in general where the stakes always seem to be high in that way you're talking about for some reason or other not necessarily an external kind of the sony awards but they're always like it's like a new quiz new rock busters or new a new thing monkey news it's yeah. new, new like there's a there's it, there's just monkey a great news. run of series and and actually andy genderist as said and i i agree as well with and it goes to what you're saying episode 38 i think i would pick mm. which is my um gerald preston show which you don't like that bit but i just i, I can't love it anymore episode 38 ricky steve offer car money to do with staff cars asked if they're a couple of b i'm not gonna say he, i forgot <laughs> that he asked he asked then but he's put the word but i know carl buys um bed not knowing it would wouldn't come with a mattress also in this episode steve mentions <laughs> masturbating into a mirror later carl says no one likes to pick on an invalid which i don't like so, anyway but yeah so that's for episode 30 and also but interestingly traveling blade who's a long time listener hello traveling blade says episode eight is a cracker and um she's put because we we forgot like so many people said episode nine but, um it's like someone compiled a load of fox lassics moments into one 
Birth of Rockbusters, Harry Chinese Kid, and Alien Gives Man a Beard gets a mention. I like that too. Episode nine, but episode eight is just brilliant. And episode, I think you could say the same 10, 11, 12. Like there, there's a run of great episodes, and I know there's some Claire ones in there. Mm. But maybe my favourite is the Claire one where Carl calls in, you know. I, I do kind of agree with Joe Green here. It says episode 23, Rodney, yeah, bilge. Oh, and no matter how many times nice. I listen to this, it brings me oh, to tears every single nice. time. But mostly, yeah, be- but mostly because Steve is trying to get through talking about all the prizes. But Ricky is just literally. I know. Steve just <laughs> Steve just plows on there. He just keeps talking. And Steve's, Steve's like do, doing professional, trying to be. But like, oh, that yeah, that moment actually, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's just as as brilliant. Uh, like how he get how he gets from doing impression of Del Boy as an actual impression of Rodney Plonko to <laughs> like just random noises. So brilliant. Yeah, I, I, that's a that's a contender, uh, Joe. Are you Joe? Don't call me like you. I'll shit himself again. Uh, as, as if they ever say that. Like imagine. Like, <laughs> hey, Del, I just sat with. <laughs> John Frazier says um, episode 20 John's got a moustache uh, Nick yep. says Bion Ferry and Deli Mitri a degenerative <laughs> realisation for Carl and Sarah wraps us up nicely with our uh, XFM series 2 moments quite simply with Man Moth and thanks for all your feedback guys and do do email us in at spinnerspodcast at gmail.co.uk no dot com so that's one yeah. time i thought oh i'll just do it this time because i might as well because I, I i don't do it for any i don't not do it for any particular reason but miles just likes it and i tried to do it and i got the email address wrong spinnerspodcast <laughs> at gmail.com and at spinnerspodcast get in touch with us and uh, we'd love to hear from you but i believe that's, that's that's almost almost the end mate it's up. almost it isn't it i mean it's been we've had some fun we've had some laughs and all those other cliches that people say do you want some music well we could do with some music which is why we're going to enter our d-trap spinners library you gotta save (laughs) your own kind of music sing your own special song we this didn't really do a retrospective on the series this show. We said we might do. I think we might. I think that might warrant uh, another show, but we'll see. I don't know. Like, we might do a whole other show on the uh, retrospective of series because I quite like see that we haven't really done that as much. Today, but it was really fun going through those what those um, people's favourite episodes were. I quite like that. But anyway, yeah, we've got going to put a song in. So have you got your song this week? Well, my problem is, I know last week we both said I, I was on a bit of a power ballad vibe and that hasn't really stopped this week. So I, I'm kind of, I didn't really know if I was allowed to put this into the library. He asked if it's allowed. I said, of course, you know, what is, what, like, uh, you're going to get put, like, I don't know, go from no, a B no, list just, to a C list. Celebrity. I just worry, like, because, uh, you know, I like loads of different types of genres of music. Like, I like... Uh, oh, don't give me the that. I know, but you've got... You don't like, need okay, to so caveat. Gonna, like, I don't. Like, okay, cool. So I'm going to put it in. So this is our Spotify playlist, and we both put a song that we have either listened to that week or just has some kind of meaning attached to it, or not necessarily. So I'm going to put in "Saving All My Love for You" by Whitney Houston. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Is, it, is that for me? <laughs> that is, is that for you, Gary. Quite sweet. I, I mean, have to put it. Do you know? Do you know the annoying thing is because you put in an ABBA song last week. Yeah, oh, it's great. ABBA have recently announced that they are. They released two new two songs this week, which is a huge moment for I think music generally and pop music. They are such a yeah. you've got to be hard pushed to find someone who doesn't Those like that. Right. The two the two guys, the writers, are incredible. Like the amount of like you know, um I was reading like uh, you know uh, Oliver's Army by Elvis Costello. Yeah. Apparently that like so many people did this, it was like the way the pianos go in that, but they don't match the lyrics. Like the lyrics are very serious, but the piano is like that's completely yeah. inspired from an ABBA. Like he was inspired by ABBA, mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, songs you are inspired by sort of ABBA, and the the way they structure a song and write it is fantastic. Whitney, I'm not so sure about, but fair enough. <laughs> Wow. So who are you going to put in? I'm going to put in uh, George Harrison this week, and it's between two. It's either My Sweet Lord or I've got I can't remember the exact name of it. Is it if it's I've got my mind set on you? Actually, I'm going to put in because I know the name of it for sure is uh, My Sweet Lord. I just can't remember if the name is My Mind Set on You or I've Got My Mind Set on You. My Sweet Lord is a great song. I'm not religious, but 
I'm not spiritual even, but um, great song. And George Harrison, first of the Beatles to have a number one solo. Who No one would have expected that, but he did. So really? Yeah, he's the first Beatle. Like Paul McCartney That's hadn't so had a number one. John Lennon hadn't had a number one. Obviously, Still, we up. know what we like. We drink a drink a drink a little bit of it. Yeah. Hey, um, Gary. If you say I'm bored of talking to you, right, that is the lot of... (laughs) Not because I don't hear it because I'm, like, offended, but you've said it so many times. I'm not going to say... You're uninterested in conversing (laughs) Okay, so um, for those of you who are interested, and before we go, our friend Jack Bromfield will be hosting an XFM pub quiz in Merry Little London. Uh, Sort of mid-October time, I'll put a link to the exact date and location into the description but it, it will all be on series two which seems quite apt seeing as we're now wrapping it up with our big <laughs> middling <laughs> finale jack's first quiz went really well by all accounts he did such a good job so yeah we're looking for and mars and i hopefully will we'll attend uh, this this quiz any closing statements you'd like to say we're not going to be here for you guys next week we're going to we are in true form you know we'll have a week off like the guys do we thought we'd, we thought we'd leave a little break between so but we will do stuff on patreon so do do please join us there if you want your fix of mars and gary related nonsense what, what are you going to do in the next week what's cut what's what are you doing uh just writing a, a long post I, I know if i go into in any detail you'll just switch off completely so i'm not even going to try but i'm just oh, doing a bit of writing at the moment so <laughs> I just uh, I'm very busy until sort of uh, yeah I'm, I've drained today but I'm very busy until um, October basically but uh, we all are you know you're busy at work as well I'm not saying any other people aren't but I just I've just got a lot on so yeah I mean to be honest I wouldn't even put this in the show I wouldn't even keep this for the show it's so boring but um, have I got any last words well not really I mean just as we're at the end of series two thank you for sticking with us uh those that have joined us on Patreon thank you incredibly but if you haven't thank you as well if you've interacted with us in any way uh we really appreciate it and you know we'll see you on the other side series three and it will will at the beginning we'll do one and we may continue this if it works well on twitch so you can see us and you can interact with us live but thank you so much for you know being with us for the basically the whole of series two which i'm not saying everyone's listened to all of them but you know i'm just saying you know if you've got this far you you've you've survived us doing 51 episodes (laughs) we do really appreciate it and i hope you do join us uh, as we venture forth into series three and four and beyond it's going to be it's going to be fun and i've certainly got lots more to say which is weird because you think oh we've said everything that you can say about these three little fellas but but uh, I think no. there's a whole lot more we can say. So. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, it's hard to find something new every week, but I hope you, you know, you realise when we, we, when we do, we try and come up with stuff that's interesting. But, but basic, basically, yes, there's more stuff to come because there's different, like, and there's the dynamics change as we get from series three to four. As they've already slightly started to, we'll have more to say on the contrived nature of it and things like that. So, but I love series three. So we'll, we'll be sharing the uh we'll be sharing our twitch profile which we're just still putting together yeah, well, yeah, really yeah. just not very it's because it, it, do you know why it's because it was originally put in my hands and so it's fucked up now it's completely messed up because I've, I've created a name and i don't know how to get back into it and there's no reset i can't oh it's because it, <laughs> i did it it's it's, it's ruined I know. Basically. do you know okay. always leave things for me that's, that's what you that's why I always do. <laughs> so anyway, we'll be posting our profile in the next few days, either on Twitter, and I'll put a link in the description as well. And please do tell your friends. Let's get as many people as we can onto this Twitch stream because it'd be so lovely to to um uh, interact with you in person. Uh, well via messaging and to do something that's vaguely live because i think that's something that i've certainly missed obviously doing you know hospital radio with you miles and i that's our first thing was doing live and it was over the internet and over and on broadcasting in the hospital and uh, cumulative audiences of up to one and uh <laughs> you know but it was well, sometimes we might have had more listening we just didn't interrupt but but mm. it was is there something about doing it live that you know people are listening and you can't kind of go oh we'll just take that again not that we do that very much but <laughs> You know, can you imagine how long this podcast would be if it was live? Without any of the editing for about three hours now. So anyway, (laughs) we're actually seriously, we connected at twelve. I know we connected at one, so it's for two hours. But yeah, thanks guys. We will see you in a couple of weeks. If you're 
if you join us on Patreon, we'll have a show out next week for you. And yeah, have a great time. Please get in touch with us, email us, let us know your thoughts and feedback. See you later. Better lose some weight first. Thank you.